Welcome to the Healing Herb Podcast. This is your grief expert and friend, Ashley Lemieux. I will tell you what, I cannot believe how hard it was to get me and this guest together, even though we're together all the time, because between the two of us, we have four kids and her husband works a lot. My husband has been out of town a lot and we realized it's really impossible to record a podcast together (laughs) when the kids are running rampant. But now we are here in the car on my last night in North Carolina, which we'll talk about because I'm sad about it, with none other than the same girl that I used to push down when we were little and say, that should do it, who is now my BFF, who I followed across the country, who is my best other half. Please welcome my sister, Brooke Carlson, to the Healing Her podcast. Hello, hello. Sis, we actually are doing it. We're doing it. It's going to happen. And I I feel like there's so much to cover. So we're, we're just going to go. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. And I actually asked you guys what it is that you wanted us to talk about. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things today from transitions to how do you support people when they're grieving to what it was like when we were pregnant together and then I had a miscarriage to this new move in life in North Carolina and how she's transitioning. We're covering it all. And so I kind of want to start. Wait, no, I want to start. I need to ask you something. Oh, no. Okay, we've eaten dinner together now. (laughs) We just had dinner together. We've been together for at least an hour now. And I want to ask you... How often have you seen me with my hair done since you've been in North Carolina? Um, maybe four times. <laughs> and your hair's done. Did you notice anything different about it? Oh, uh, it's curled? <laughs> Sis, I feel I, like you don't even know me right now. Um, it, uh, when the sunlight was hitting it, I felt like there was like a little auburn shimmer in it. No, that's my natural hair. Oh, it's really pretty. But a company sent me extensions. And so I put them on and I wore them over here so that I could ask you if I should ever wear them again or if I should never <laughs> wear them again. Your and hair looks you pretty. You literally have not noticed, which I'm actually kind of glad about that it doesn't just look like. But like this is all ex- this is all extensions right here. Well, when I walked into the house and I looked at you, the first thing I said was, sis, your hair looks so pretty. <laughs> so maybe I subconsciously noticed. But that means that it looks really natural. So I'm actually yeah. like very pleased about it. I'm pleased for you okay. about it. So You can continue now. Thanks. Now that we got that out of... Th- I was not <laughs> expecting that to be asked. I know. All. I know. So I think that we should start here because we had a question that asked us what was it like growing up together when did you become close and here's the thing and if you have kids right now who aren't nice to each other and they don't get along just hold out hope a little bit longer because I am the older sister and I was the stereotypical older sister growing up I was mean starting from when we were little and I would push her down (laughs) to, to in middle school when I would lock her out of my room so she could not embarrass me and play with my friends and she would 
slip notes underneath the door begging to come Just play. Begging, you guys. Begging her to accept me and invite me into her fold. And I would probably, like, rip them I up. I thought she was so cool. Like, just so, so cool. And honestly, I should have been nicer because <laughs> sh- you were the only person at that period in my life who thought I was cool. Like, I had a bowl cut in sixth <laughs> grade. <laughs> my, I had a bowl cut. My best friend's mom cut my hair. And I was really shy also at that time. So I didn't talk a lot. And her mom asked me, how short do you want your hair cut? And I didn't answer because I never said any words out loud. And my best friend said, oh, she wants it all the way up to her ear. And she was just kidding. What? But I didn't I didn't correct her. I didn't say anything no. back. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and grandma was babysitting us that day. And I walked outside after getting my hair cut. And the neighborhood boys who we used to always play hockey with saw me. And one of them said, why'd you do that to your hair? You look like a boy. And I ran oh. home and I just cried. That's so sad. Do you remember that shirt you had that had the collar and it was like green and blue, like checked stripe kind of? No. Yes. You have to remember it. You're in like a school picture wearing it and you saw it like at some point this year, you saw the picture and you were like, oh my gosh, that shirt that was like your favorite shirt. And you're like, why did I think that was so cute? And I remember I literally thought you dressed so cool like all your clothes were so cool she was the biggest tomboy i was a tomboy i was such a tomboy so you know and here we are now best friends after that and when it started changing because you were always nice to me yeah i was always nice (laughs) she's always been the consistent in the relationship yeah i didn't give up i was determined Okay, but listen, and I, I, I knew what was inside of you. I yeah, knew what was there. You saw the, you saw deep down that <laughs> I saw the potential. You persevered and it really paid off. But I was also like your typical teenage hormonal angsty, always fought with my mom. So I was just always kind of pissed off when I was home. And I think the oldest sibling also carries a lot of responsibility. That is true. They can feel like they are taking care of the younger siblings a lot so that dynamic was a lot different also I'm sure yeah I don't have to wipe you and my brother's poopy butts anymore so no way that you wiped my butt (laughs) like we're two years apart you never did that that's not true it wasn't yours but I always had to change his diaper I remember oh man okay so but we started getting close in high school because Mm -hmm. One time, again, so shy. It was my junior year of high school. You were a freshman. freshman. And Brooke was cool. She had all the friends. She was a cheerleader. And she was just so nice to everybody. And I was just shy. And a lot of my friends had a lunch period that I was not in. And so me and my other friend from that group would eat lunch together every day. Well, There was a day that she wasn't there, and I remember just being like, who am I actually going to be sitting with to eat my lunch today? And I couldn't find anybody, so I took my lunch into the bathroom, and I was actually, like, going to cry in the bathroom to eat my lunch because it's just so lonely and and mortifying, and, you know, I'm a junior in high school. And all of a sudden, from behind me, I hear someone call my name, and they're like, Ashley, and I turn around. And it was my little sister. And I know exactly what you were eating, probably. What? 
The sandwiches? Yeah, with like a Dorito in it. You loved them. I loved them. But then she came and she invited me to go eat lunch with her. And I was like, you know what? My sis has always got my back. And that's when you knew. And that's when I knew. And then I went to college and I was, we were mm. so sad when I moved. And so you would come visit yeah, me at college. that's right. And that was so And fun. I thought she was really cool in college Yeah, too. I I blossomed in college. <laughs> I was, I, I did blossom in college. You're like, I was cool in college. I was cool in college. Those were my glory days for <laughs> sure. But then we started to become really close. And then we've gone through some really hard things together over the past decade wow has it been that long yeah it's been that long it's hard to remember when i was just an innocent naive person who trusted the world and yeah loved but everything it doesn't about feel it. like it was that long ago either i know and i i think that because we've gone through hard things together i i feel like it can do one of two things in a relationship it can either make you kind of retreat from the relationship because you just can't deal with it mm-hmm. or it can bring you closer and I feel like the things that we've been through have made us really close and I also feel like there's no one else in the world besides you know our immediate family who understands exactly what I've been through and and vice versa yeah and I, one of those things and and it's something that we've gotten a lot of questions about is how long ago was that now four three years ago four years ago Brooke and I got pregnant together and that's always been our dream was to raise babies together yeah it was unreal like we were just like how could it be like how could that actually finally be happening she had had it was happening this was going to be her third kid this was going to be our first biological baby and they were going to be a month apart from each other month and a half and we were mm-hmm. like oh my gosh it cannot get any better than this and then at 16 weeks pregnant I had a miscarriage and that was a lot for me it was a lot for my sisters also during the pandemic and so we weren't Man. able to physically be together a lot during that time and it was really hard so a question came in that said how did you manage Brooke being pregnant while Ashley was experiencing the loss of her son and I actually would love to hear this from your perspective if you want to share it because I feel like you went through a lot that you never talked about with me because you knew that I was going through such a hard time losing my baby but here you were grieving that while also trying to carry a healthy pregnancy and like be okay to support that plus you had two little kids at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, just thinking about it right now just makes me so emotional because I don't feel like while I was in it, I gave myself enough credit for anything. And now looking back, I mean, during the pandemic and the first thing that comes to my mind is going to find out if I was having a boy or girl and I went alone. Because you, you had to go alone because of the As pandemic. you know, Ashley, yeah, you were alone when you lost your baby. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was alone going to find out what my last pregnancy, this, we knew that this was the last baby for our family, if they were a boy or girl. And I just remember it like it was yesterday when 
the lady saw the baby and and she said the baby's a boy and I really haven't thought about this that much man guys I feel like I've reflected on this a couple times but now thinking about it it's all just coming back like so fresh like it just happened but I remember her telling me that and I just I'm a crier obviously (laughs) I just I just was crying and and I remember telling this lady the ultrasound tech she was the person that told me for my first pregnancy and my second pregnancy so I'd had her before so it was just me and her and she was a stranger in a way I mean I'd had these interactions with her but I told her what happened and so I basically just told this stranger this whole story of of how me and my sister were pregnant together and she just had recently lost her baby and that it was a boy and that they were going to be a month apart and it was just such a tender feeling in that room and also so so painful do you feel like you told the tech that in that moment because you hadn't really expressed how you were feeling to anyone else because I feel like you felt like I had just lost Jace and you wanted me to have that support and so I feel like you kind of kept your pain of all of it to yourself yeah I mean what am I gonna do go crying to you about any of it after you had just lost your baby you know so yeah I do feel like it was an extremely isolating time for for different reasons and it was a pandemic which was just isolating as it was being newly pregnant I found out a month before like lockdown started that I was pregnant And then, yeah, it was just like this compounding loneliness and so like in so many dynamics. I remember you called me after the ultrasound because that day was the day that I had to go in for my DNC. Mm -hmm. And it was such this. And I had to get a DNC because we finally realized that after six weeks of me feeling like I was going to die and going to all these doctor's appointments, they finally realized that I had retained placenta for the last six weeks. That was slowly killing me. So my surgery for the DNC was literally at the same time as her finding out if she was having a boy. Yeah, like literally at the same time. And you called me and you were just crying and you were like, I'm having a boy and just sobbing. And we were just crying together. And it was like this duality of really complex emotions of so much joy over it and so much heartache because of all of it. And then thinking about us raising boys together that no longer that was a reality. How do you sift through that? How did you support yourself during that time? Or do you feel like you didn't and it's something that you had to deal with after? Yeah, I think during that time, I honestly, I just had to survive. I was sick from being pregnant. Uh, My husband was in medical school. I had two other kids at home. I was homeschooling and doing all the things. Then also the loss of, of Ashley's baby was 
was just it was so much I just I remember just most of the days having such a hard time even just getting out of bed but I think I did for my kids yeah that's something that you've always done is showing up for your kids and I feel like now in this big transition in your life that that has again been your number one priority is how do I show up for my kids now I feel like through every season through every hard season you've told me my kids are what is helping me get through but then I also think they get through because they mirror your energy and I don't think you give yourself enough credit ever for how you show up for them and everyone else around you and you know we've talked about during this transition how is everyone transitioning here to North Carolina and I think that everyone's transitioning really well because the kids are excited because you've been excited and you've been creating like new normalcy for them and I think that right now a lot of people are going through these really intense transitionary times first of all we're three years out from the pandemic and I know no one likes to talk about it anymore. I know we're already this this is already getting negative reviews because I mentioned the pandemic um, but listen we have to because yeah we're back out in the world but man our world is so different who we yeah. are is so different and, and I so- feel like that time was very difficult for so many people all politics aside on that you know it was a very extremely hard time for so many people for different reasons job loss isolation these just huge drastic changes and I feel like so many of us have just completely erased that time from our memory because we want to move on yeah but our nervous system remembers yeah the body remembers anniversary dates come up we remember and we remember sometimes because we're forced to because we had loss that changes now how we interact we had trauma that couldn't be dealt with in a proper way because we were isolated that a lot of people now are paying for so while that part of the pandemic is over the mental health pandemic is really beginning right now Mm -hmm. and I don't say that in a way to be like scary but I say it in a way to validate that right now so many of us are in a transitionary time integrating ourselves back into our own lives and in the world around us because we're trying to figure out who am I now and now that my relationship has changed because of things that happened or my job had to change or the normalcy of what once was and now what is just different where does that leave me so what would you say has been your biggest anchor to peace right now during this big transition in your life as you've just moved your whole family from Phoenix to a place across the country in North Carolina that you haven't known anyone and you've never been here before? Um, To be honest, I feel like I'm still trying to find that anchor of peace, but just carrying that excitement that that I felt moving here and just the beauty of this place and openness to explore and learn new things and meet new people and see every single thing that I can just like an overall excited feeling Um, I think just carrying that with me in everything that I do but also it's been really hard since there's a lot of things that have been really hard since we've moved here specifically just the amount of hours that my husband is working he's a resident doctor for 
anyone that that hasn't followed why Ashley is here and why I'm even here but we moved here for his residency so yeah I just I'm still I still feel like I'm not like in the space of navigating that and finding like that anchor of peace but I have this excitement that I feel like I carry with me some people have asked me what is your guys's relationship with Brooke's husband like because we never see him and I'm like you never see him because the guy is literally working 80 hours a week I actually pick him up from work every single day because we're sharing a car okay, this here. is where this our is relationship gets like next level yeah this is next level sister relationship we have a car in Phoenix that we've had for seven years it's been with us through so many life transitions and it's paid off and it's like our it's our workhorse car. Yeah, they had it in Nashville, Phoenix, now North Carolina. And when they were moving up here, they were trying to figure out what to do with their cars. We they, had an older car and we're like, it's not really worth it to pay all that money to ship it even. And we just didn't know what to do. <laughs> and we knew that we were going to be spending a good chunk of our time up here and renting a car would be outlandish. And so we were like, well, why don't we ship our car up there and then will have it and that will save a lot of money that makes a lot of sense and then they don't have a garage at their house so when they're not here they were she's like well we then can't what? just have it sitting there so then Brooke <laughs> came up with this bright idea she's like what if we shared the car and we drove it no when- I did not come up with that idea I would have been mortified asking oh, you I that thought it was your you idea. for sure offered no did I offer yes well I and then I asked you like a hundred thousand times are you sure that that's what you want to do are you sure this isn't going to be a problem well I thought I was asking you <laughs> like are you sure that's okay because that means we'll be sharing a car when we're up there you guys will have one car we'll have one car and your husband's at work all day so then what if you're stuck without a car so how it works is that we live less than a mile from where he works and so in the morning, he goes and he has a specific parking spot. He he drops the car off. We have an extra key. We walk to the car, bring it home, and then he texts us when he's or off he at work. Or he can park at your house and walk because it's not that far. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know why we just got <laughs> on this tangent of the it's car. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, because people are like, why don't we ever see him? And oh. I'm like, I pick him up from work every day. Yeah, so we Ashley and Mike pick him up. We take turns. Usually it's me, though, but... That's when you see him. Yeah, Brooke and her husband are high school sweethearts. So we've I've known him since high school. Oh, my gosh. We have to talk about this because, actually, we recently found... Oh, my found- gosh. No, <laughs> we, we still need to find it. We need to find we it. We need to re-find it. We found it, and then, and we, then we lost, lost it. it. But we need it so bad. In my elementary school yearbook... Oh, my gosh, Ashley. I can't believe I have you're admitting a, it. I know. I have a heart circled around a boy in a grade younger than me. <laughs> and for some reason, my mom was looking up my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, in my elementary school yearbook one day. And she saw that I had heart hearted him. I drew a heart and around his photo. And then do you know what photo. you wrote next to it? What? You wrote A-Rod. Oh, I was obsessed Obsess. with Alex Rodriguez obsessed back in the day, the Alex baseball Rodriguez. player from the Mariners. Like, and I thought that your my brother-in-law this looked was like what? A-Rod. Was this in second grade? Yes. Like he was literally a first grade. Oh my gosh. No, he was in like second grade. I was in third grade. 
Maybe fourth and fifth grade, but either way, oh my God. he was hearted. I had yeah, a crush on him. On him, on my husband. I didn't even know his name or anything. It's so funny. And so we've known each other for a really long <laughs> We haven't known each other for a really long time. And so I think when people are like, wait, you guys followed your sister across the country? Like why and how and what's that dynamic like? We've been close for a really long time. But how did you guys feel when you found out that we were going to come get a house here too because I feel like everything that has happened just the past few months has been just so unexpected. Yeah. I don't even know how I felt about anything since like (laughs) we found out we were matching here like since that day. Okay. Pause. A very brief description of why they were here is because... My husband is doing residency here. For med school. And match day is like, match day means you basically get a job in a residency, but it's not like how you would interview at other jobs and then you, you choose. like choose, like you choose kind of. Like you have to choose each other it's for like match you day. like rank the ones that you want, they rank you, and then it spits one out and it's like, this is where you go if you match though. Some people don't match. So... We matched in North Carolina, which was like, that was our dream place if we were leaving Arizona, was North Carolina. Yeah. We were very happy it was North Carolina, but on match day when he opened it and read Wake Forest, me and you looked at each other and the look on your face was... Just shock. (laughs) Shock. I start cheering because I'm trying to be supportive, but then me and his mom look at each other and we both just start crying, shaking our heads. And then my nephew's crying and I'm like, this is And Ty's just like beyond excited and oh my gosh, my husband, that's his name is Ty. It was just, yeah. So like ever since that day and then I think it's the realization at that point of being like, oh, okay. So what, so now I found out I'm living in North Carolina and I am moving there in less than three months. I am moving there. So it's all just a blur because you have so little time to pack up, figure out where you're going to live. We have three kids and a dog. Figure out how we're going to get there. What our situation is going to look like. You had never so, been here before. So it's like, it's all what neighborhood? So yeah, when you told me that you were going to buy a house, I think I was mostly concerned and was like, I think you should make sure you like it there. Like, just wait until you've been there. That's what my concern was because I would feel really bad if she bought a house here and she was like, I can't stand it there. I didn't. <laughs> I thought that she would like it here, but I also didn't want that pressure. I didn't want to have to carry the guilt of you buying a house here and then not liking it. But I kept telling you, it doesn't matter if we like it. We're not going there to like it. We're going there to be with you for the next four years but the first couple of weeks that we were here I remember you kept asking me like very often so how are you guys doing <laughs> is that why Making sure you like it <laughs> yeah. yeah but I feel like because I didn't want to be the like the source of you being like this was a terrible mistake it wasn't going to be a terrible mistake and I'm a big girl and can make my own decisions I know and pay for my mistake if it was a mistake but that's true no it but wasn't. it's been but honestly it's been so fun to have you here and especially during this time when we first have moved here and we get to explore everything together and my husband is working so much <laughs> so much but we leave tomorrow and I'm actually feeling really sad I yeah. feel like 
I feel like when you moved here, we knew we were coming in a month to be up here with you. But now that we've been here and we've had the best summer, we've been together basically every day for the past couple of months. And the cousins together, it's just like too much. My it's daughter so wakes up from her naps yelling the names of her kids because she wants to go play with them so bad. And now that we're leaving tomorrow, it's really hitting me that you're not coming back. Like, we get to go back and forth, but this is your forever, at least for the near future yes. of the next four years. This is like your place. And so in my mind, it almost felt like this really fun vacation, but now I'm going home without you. And I think it's going to be really weird to get back to Phoenix and not have you guys around. Yeah, that will be weird, huh? I yeah. feel like I already was here before you got here too. So I've already like lived a little bit without anyone here. And I'm really sad for you guys to go, but I know you'll come back, but I feel like that's going to be weird that we won't be back. Yeah. I mean, we'll be back in two months, <laughs> but I'm acting <laughs> we'll like be I'm, okay. I'm not going to see you Do you know you what forever. was weird though, is we went to my kids meet the teacher night last night and that was weird because it's been like just the longest vacation since we've been here and we've just been exploring and having so much fun but now they're actually going to start school and so I'm like okay we like for we really live here like we are residents here of North Carolina <laughs> that is bizarre and I said bizarre because I feel like we needed to do a, a count on the amount of times we just said weird there's no other word to describe it other than it feels weird I'm going to say there's about 15 15 ticks for the word weird right now let's wait move on. I just got an image of us in the car okay so we're parked next to Ashley's house in the car and I actually had to move up a couple feet because the tree I was parked underneath so we're like across from our house squirrels kept dropping nuts <laughs> on the top of the car and it would bang the roof so you could hear we it. have these huge microphones and I just saw a doctor a doctor walk by and he totally made eye contact and was just giving this just strange look it has to be like what are these people doing <laughs> We're just on their microphones <laughs> in the car this is on par <laughs> next question this is on par for who we are so someone someone has asked a question that i thought was really good and i've been trying to figure out how i answer it but the question is what did your parents do to nurture a strong sister bond and because they're raising sisters and they're not close with their own sisters Yes, I love this question. I think this is a really, really good question. And I think that our parents were very successful in the way that they raised us as kids to not be competitive with each other. And I think about it, honestly, more often than you would ever realize. I've never thought about that, but I you're right. Oh, I think about this a lot because my family is very competitive very into sports and you know competing like athletically but I feel like our parents did a very good job of allowing each of us to be our own individuals with the interests that we liked I was very different from my siblings I was more I did like theater and musicals and um, my parents love sports and Ashley's very athletic and my brother's incredibly athletic. But I was forced to do sports. I didn't like doing it. Oh, so they probably forced you to do them because you were good though. <laughs> well, because they always made us, mom always yes. made us do an activity. Which I think is great. It's great, but 
yeah so I was forced to, to be athletic in my things but but you're right they never they never also compared us to each other no never it was never, never. Uh, well why why don't you just do this like like Ashley does or well you know I think it's very easy to compare kids even when they're little to compare them to like an older sibling or you know yeah. whoever you're wanting the behavior to be modeled after it's very easy to have small comments made where they are being compared and I cannot remember a single time that I was compared to either of my siblings yeah I can't either and I also think that our mom did a really good job of having us do family things together often like us kids and she would take us on summer vacations she would like we were always doing things together my dad dad would take us to fiddlesticks he would take us to fiddlesticks which was like goofy golfing bumper and that's cars. like one of my best childhood memories were our trips to fiddlesticks and he was so good at winning so many tickets at the arcade yes so we were always doing fun things with our parents and we enjoyed doing that together so I think that that has helped you know keep our relationship close and now that we're older nothing's changed like we do <laughs> everything yeah together all and the just time not creating that competition that rivalry um I think that's really easy to just feed that and and let that gr- dynamic like grow in siblings especially with girls I think that that could be a really easy thing to feed into as parents where then once they as they get older then the relationship becomes more jealous and you know comparative and they maybe view each other more as like an enemy I think that my success has always been viewed by you as something you're so excited about like just a couple weeks ago I told you about a milestone that I made in my business and you were literally so excited for me you're like you didn't why didn't you tell me that I didn't know that oh my gosh Ashley like just so excited for me and I feel like your success is also my success like I'm so excited for you I'm so excited for Ty and his accomplishments and then our brother and his accomplishments like it's just exciting to see yeah, people you, need you to have love. our brother on here. Our brother is, is like way cooler than we he's are. He's really cool. Well, but he, he is the baby boy, the prize <laughs> possession, the the heir to the throne. The password child. <laughs> the, the password child. But no, he has been a guest request, so I will get him. But yeah, he's our, cool. He's really he's cool. He's really cool. <laughs> and we all genuinely enjoy each other and being around each other. Yeah, hopefully he feels the same way about us. And I'll, I'll ask him okay. on there. Okay, last question that I have for you. This has been so fun. I know, and I have to go and get on a, a call for school in literally five minutes. This is my life, you guys. I fly by the seat of my pants. Okay, listen, this is her life. And I'm, I'm not okay. <laughs> her husband is working 80 hours a week. She works two jobs from home. She has three kids. And she decided to go back to school to get her master's in counseling right now. Yeah. So she has a school call. And also, I feel like we need to talk about this on an ep- another episode of how are you doing? <laughs> but <laughs> It can be called how are you doing? How are you? Okay. But the last question I want to ask you that we were asked is, do we argue much? And how do we repair afterward? And I can't remember the last like fight or argument that we've been in can you no we don't argue no 
We don't. I feel like it would be so awkward for us if we did. Like, we would both be so upset about it. Yeah, we would both be so upset about it if we ever got in if a If we fight. argued? There's just nothing to argue about, right? Yeah. This was so fun, Brooke. I, I want you, because you're so just smart and so good with humans. Something I love about Brooke is she just has a heart of gold and she sees people for who they are and everyone feels really safe around her. So I would love to end this episode with a message for anyone who's listening who is going through a really hard season of transition right now if they were sitting in this car with us what would you want to say to them my final words to everybody are just know that be aware of the people around you that everybody has a life and everybody is going through their own things and you may not ever know what they are either but you know if we could all just come together a little bit more smile at each other or just have like a little more friendliness and a little more sweetness in the way that we interact we all need that so much wait as you say that I literally just glanced at my hand that's on the steering wheel and I saw my bracelet that she just gifted me a bracelet tonight that she made during art and craft time with her little girl last night arts and crafts that is an ombre pink and it says sis with a heart and I'm wearing it. So also let's oh, make friendship everyone, bracelets. Yes. I wish I could give everyone a sis bracelet. I know. Yeah. Oh, I think we maybe all we match. will at someday. But sis, okay. thanks so much for joining us today. I love you guys. We love you. Everyone, thank you so much for joining me on another week of the Healing Her podcast. And in the show notes below, there is a link to the podcast website where you can drop your own question. I want to answer your questions on the air. So go ahead there. Go leave your question so that we can create an episode around it. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to your podcast so that you don't miss a new episode every Tuesday. Take good care of yourself until next week. Bye. I'm so honored you joined us for this episode of the Healing Her podcast, where healing isn't just a destination, it's an empowering, transformative adventure. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss brand new episodes each Tuesday. And if you're ready for more tangible tools, make sure you grab my best-selling book, I Am Here, wherever books are sold, or in the link in the show notes below. Take good care of yourself until I see you again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.